0: So, Rachel? Yeah? While Riker leads an away team to a female-dominated planet, a mysterious virus spreads among the Enterprise crew. Hmm. What do you think you are going to get?
1: I expect a creepy rating and a stupid experts rating of 4.5 apiece. Okay. It'll be spread via a gift, let's say. Mm -hmm. Riker kisses someone, Troy doesn't help.
0: Let's find out. (laughs)
2: Watches Star Trek! Captain's log, star date 41636.9. As feared, our examination of the seven year overdue Federation freighter Odin, disabled by an asteroid collision, revealed no life signs. However, three escape pods were missing, suggesting the possibility of survivors.
1: Welcome to Rachel Watches Star Trek. I'm Rachel Lackey.
0: And I am her husband, Christopher Lackey.
1: And you've joined us for our next episode of The Next Generation, Angel One.
0: This episode was written by Patrick Barry and directed by Michael Rhodes. This is the only episode Barry wrote. He did some other TV. Kind of makes sense that he only wrote one episode. (laughs) Rhodes, according to Will Wheaton, had severe arguments with the rest of the cast while filming Angel One. Oh dear. This was his last episode directing Star Trek.
1: Oh, can only push them so far, Chris.
0: Yeah, well, I would argue he's a bad director. Right. From this episode. Okay. (laughs) Not that the script was good, Uh, but let's talk about it.
1: All right. It begins with the Enterprise finding the wreckage of the Odin, a freighter that disappeared seven years earlier. Seems it was hit by an asteroid. However, there are no life signs aboard and three escape pods are missing. The closest planet they can find is Angel One. It's Class MQ song. Ooh, I can't believe it, we found an Earth like planet. I'm aching for answers, I'm peeing my pants. Let's go and learn everything about it. Ah. Uh,
0: Missed you, old friend. They know that Angel One is a female-dominated society ruled by six elected women and a prime minister called the Elected One. The Federation has not been in contact with this planet in 62 years. Since it's female-dominated, they're going to have Troy take point. I got very excited about this, but then Mm. I realized pretty quick that she's going to be put in the corner.
1: Yeah. They soon forget that they'll need females to do everything on this episode.
0: Yeah. So the Enterprise hails the planet and Troy speaks with the very curt Mistress Beata. Mm. She is a bit dodgy, (laughs) but allows the away team to beam down.
1: Reluctantly.
0: I find it strange that they let the president answer the phone.
1: Oh. (laughs) When
0: Troy hails them, it's not like there's a secretary. She
1: is a bit of a micromanager though, isn't she? Yeah, I guess so but this is why you don't just drop by on people. They might not have their bra on or they might not feel like putting their bra on. (laughs) Just call ahead.
0: So uh, the away team is Troy, Yar, Data, and Riker. On their way to the transporter room, they run into Wesley and his mute friend. (laughs) On their way to a skiing lesson.
1: Radical outfits. Silver with matching headbands. Are they skiing uniforms?
0: Uh, Could be. But they look very cute. Little Twinkies, those two.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of Twinks in this episode. (laughs) (laughs)
0: the white team beams down and they're met by Beata and then they just ask about the survivors
1: they've all got fluffed out highlighted super 80s hair with these felt crossover tops and weirdly formal long skirts Mm. so they look like kind of art teachers but uniform art teachers kind of (laughs) Japanese sort of samurai yeah
0: the crossover
1: thing that's what
0: made me think of it
1: the man is short and with an exposed wax chest and ear decoration
0: (laughs) I noticed that they have these leg straps that go all the way up to their bums so they accentuate their their little tuchuses a
1: posing pouch
0: Mistress Bieta is dodgy and suspicious. Troy explains that they just found the missing freighter and that they're hoping to find the survivors and bring them home. One of the council members, Ariel, is almost hostile to them. Bieta doesn't say whether they're there or not.
1: Yeah, the actress doesn't quite pull this character off somehow. It's kind of flat.
0: It is. It is flat. Again, director. We don't know. I feel like I've seen this actress in other things before. I remember her being a pretty good actress. If you're not getting good direction, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing or how you're supposed to be behaving. She
1: wasn't doing much except being curt yeah and emotionless I,
0: I have a lot of problems with the way that they set this up it, mm. it feels very lazy either they were gonna be masculine the women mm-hmm. because the way that it seemed like it was cast because the men are all very petite
1: and i presume the women are particularly tall they say they are
0: so i thought maybe that's what they were going to do this kind of gender
1: mm-hmm. twist yeah
0: But they don't. It's really kind of half measures and the Mm -hmm. half measures make it really uninteresting. Yeah. Just have a more aggressive masculine quality. Well,
1: they probably were trying to do that.
0: Not at all.
1: Why to be a powerful woman would they need to be masculine?
0: But see, that would have been another interesting take on it Mm. where the men are still just regular men. Mm-hmm. And the women are still feminine women, yet they control the society. And yeah. that would have been interesting to see.
1: Without emasculating the guys or making them smaller or weaker. Or right. Mm-hmm.
0: It just kind of hits this middle ground yeah. that doesn't feel... Very
1: unclear what they're trying to say. Yeah. Would have been better if they were lizards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Abiera's male servant, Trent, takes them to a waiting room. Troy, with her superpowers, is able to tell us the obvious once mm-hmm. again. Yep. The survivors are there. But there is some kind of issue.
1: She sensed fear, but they were scared about different things. And we'll soon find out this information is accurate, but useless.
0: Back on the Enterprise, Worf and Picard are walking down a hallway discussing trouble at the neutral zone with the Romulans. (laughs) The Enterprise is called in to support a starship and an outpost.
1: It's the next gen's first mention of the Romulans.
0: Oh, right, it is. Then Picard and Worf are hit by a renegade snowball from the holodeck. (laughs) Wesley and his mute friend, you rascals. Come
1: on, you shouldn't be throwing them out of the holodeck. But why do they stay wet and icy for so long? Shouldn't that ice disappear?
0: No, because the holodeck actually makes real snow on the holodeck. Mm. It's not a holographic p- projection, it's actual snow, snow, because they use transporter technology.
1: Whoa.
0: You know, I really put a lot of thought into how the holodeck works. Well so. done.
1: Well <laughs> So Picard tells Wesley off. He takes it and he walks away as the world's least defensive or silly teenager. He doesn't even get embarrassed or smirked to his friend on the way out. Yeah. Well.
0: Yeah, Whatever. Mm. Picard and Worf smell something sweet that Worf identifies as night-blooming throngny, Mmm. A Klingon plant.
1: Mmm. Amazing name. The sexiness ratings just got boosted. <laughs> night-blooming throgny. Mmm. On the planet, Data is curious about a spray bottle he finds on somebody's furniture, which he learns is perfume, unrelated to the Klingon one.
0: Yeah.
1: He's never heard of it. Bizarre. (laughs) But this really must be a topsy-turvy society, says Jean, I imagine, because Trent the small male comes in and sprays it on his own head imagine a man doing that <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> mistress beata tells them that they had to have a vote and they decided to come clean the survivors are in fact on the planet four of them their leader is this guy called ramsey but guess what mm. they're fugitives
1: uh-huh. it's
0: been a while since they arrived uh, they were welcomed but they got uppity and caused some trouble
1: mm-hmm, but why did they get uppity mm. what rules were they having to follow
0: right uh, she tells troy that they are dangerous
1: But they're heavily signalling that it's the women who are the baddies.
0: No subtlety in this episode (laughs) whatsoever. On the Enterprise, Dr. Crusher tells Picard that some kind of virus has infected her son and his friend, and she's working on a vaccine.
1: It's unknown to science, so where could they have got it from? And who else has been there? With whom have they been in contact since? Let's look into that. Nope.
0: Well, one, this question never gets answered.
1: No, it does not. We never
0: find out where this thing came from.
1: No, it's something to do with a scent. I don't get it.
0: It doesn't make any sense. But also, now that we are hip deep in the COVID pandemic, it's so glaringly obvious the terrible things that they're doing and not preventing the spread of infection still.
1: And it really is a very popular storyline. In Next Gen so far, isn't it? Yeah. Good grief.
0: So many. This is like three or four. Yeah. Now, back on Angel 1, Data suggests that they search for platinum, a material the fugitives may have brought with them because it is not naturally found on the planet.
1: Turns out to be on their jewelry.
0: It does, yeah. But I thought maybe it might have been in their technology Mm. if they had some Federation tech with them. Data has LaForge do a planet-wide scan. Riker has brought a skimpy little outfit to wear for his meeting with President Beata. And he's fine with it.
1: Yeah. He's worn feathers and fur before for diplomatic missions, so he's totally unfazed. And he'll wear whatever it takes to get in with these women who are clearly not into him. He walks casually out and it's chest hair city <laughs> with a little oases of nipple <laughs> in there. All the glitzy fabrics and a codpiece.
0: Sweet. <laughs> Troy and Yar find this hilarious.
1: Which makes it not.
0: It's bad direction mm. because the words on this page, I was thinking about this as I was watching it, are actually okay. The scene could have been done in a really funny way yeah. if you had a good director where they were sort of downplaying all of the emotions. But they have yeah. them like rolling hysterically. Yes. And it's just not convincing that they think have it's that funny. us laugh. Yeah, not let them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let us laugh because it is funny.
1: Well, yeah, it, yeah. Seeing if they hadn't that made up, it, but... such a big deal yeah. out of it.
0: On well, the Enterprise, Dr. Crusher finds Picard sick with the virus and he gets all pissy about being relieved of command.
1: Oh, for goodness sake. Here's an amazing bit of dialogue, though, for Paul Bev. You're infected with the virus, Captain. In my
2: opinion, you are no longer physically able to effectively command this vessel. That is ridiculous, Doctor. I'm an away team down there in less than friendly territory. And in addition, I have an appointment with several Romulan battle crews.
0: You have an appointment in your cabin, Captain, with your bed. Is
2: that an order, Doctor?
1: Yes. An appointment in your cabin with your bed. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. She almost carried off that line.
0: I wonder if Gates McFadden was like, do I have to say this? Uh, Is there any wiggle room
1: on this? Because
0: this is terrible
1: is she just one of those actors who shows up and does whatever is asked of her or what she's starting to say come on now guys can we get a decent writer on this
0: i would love to have gates McFadden (laughs) on our show i have so many questions for her
1: (laughs) why are you so into her in particular
0: i don't know i think she's an interesting actress Mm -hmm. and she was a choreographer
1: yeah cheryl
0: cheryl it was her choreography name she just seems like an interesting person who had an interesting life outside of being on star trek so I'm curious to what her perspective is, especially being a woman working with Jean Mm Rodberry in the 1980s. She seems like she would have a really good story. And also, I've not heard much from her. I want to hear her side of the story. I'm sure she's got a very interesting perspective.
1: And she does get to somewhat save the day in this for a change. Yeah.
0: Picard gives in and LaForge is now in command. And we see him sit in the captain's chair and he looks thrilled. Nice. And I wish we could have got a bit more of LaForge in command, but you know, they don't really give much to do. He gets a call from engineering and he decides that he's going to have to go down and take care of it. But then Worf stops him and says, dude, you're in command. Delegate. Yeah. So he does. But we see Worf is now sick as well. Mm. They give the landing party the coordinates to the platinum. Riker meets with Beata and tells her that they have found the fugitives, but he has delegated as well the task of dealing with it to the others in the group.
1: Check out how awesomely equal we are. I let the girls go and do stuff. Oh, maybe this guy really is worth a look. <laughs> oh, goodness sake.
0: So heavy-handed. It's just handed.
1: another of those. Yeah.
0: So Troy, Data, and Yar beam to the location, and it's a cave entrance. There is a man who says that he has been expecting them.
1: Oh, it's some kind of 80s cowboy guy. The hair must have made it sexy at the time. Eh, maybe. I don't know. But it makes it so distracting and unattractive now. All of them, yeah. which 60s hair doesn't really do. It can be silly. In TOS, the women's hair could be so elaborate that it was ridiculous, Yeah, but it was still hot.
0: Yeah, it was. On the Enterprise, the virus is spreading.
1: Shades of March 2020, Chris. Mm -hmm. How about a lockdown? No, we'll do herd immunity. In fact, let's go to the races and brag about shaking everyone's hand while attending zero meetings about the virus. Thanks so much. Boris Johnson. Oh,
0: boy. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Now, Worf is so ill that he has to leave the bridge.
1: Finally, what was he playing at? I don't
0: know. He was obviously sick earlier.
1: And he knows Picard's sick. He knows they've both been Mm -hmm. around one another.
0: Yeah. Back on the planet, Ramsay tells them that he doesn't want to leave. And some of them have wives, and they even have children, and they've made a life there, and they're happy despite the fact of being fugitives. Hmm. Back with Beata and Riker, they start getting it on. And they hook up. Back to Ramsey, he explains that they were, were treated well when they first got there, but when they saw the way that the men were being treated, they had to speak up.
1: Oh, and, that was their whole deal, wasn't it? Yes.
0: Men can't vote; they don't have any rights, and the powers that be didn't like them talking out of turn, so mm. they are now on the lam. Right. Ramsey refuses to leave, and Data reminds Yar and Troy that they cannot force them to leave because these guys aren't Starfleet; they don't have to obey the Prime Directive. Uh. What? <laughs> You got to obey. Obey. Just obey it,
1: yeah.
0: What you gonna obey? The prime directive. I can't believe that doesn't make a lick of sense.
1: Uh, What, the 80s cowboy and his gang don't have to? Yeah. Right, where have they come from then?
0: I guess they're Earth guys and they're freighter captains, but I guess they're privately owned. So that means that if it's not part of the Federation or Starfleet, then they can just go to any planet willy nilly and do whatever the hell they want. Yeah,
1: you can be in the Federation do whatever the hell you want. As long as you're not in Starfleet, then you have to obey this willy nilly rule.
0: Yeah, I think that doesn't make any sense and that doesn't really play out later. The Federation wouldn't let some truck driver go pollute a society. That's preposterous. On the Enterprise, more people are getting sick than they can deal with. Yar calls Laforge to beam them back to Riker, and then they're going to return to the ship.
1: Jordi explains a third of the crew are now infected. The Romulans are converging on the neutral zone, too. The landing party beam back to the council chambers, and in the caves, we see that Ariel, one of the women in the felt outfits, was there hiding. She's a couple with Ramsey, and she's his informant.
0: Post sex, maybe? Mm. Uh, with Riker and Beata, Trent comes in and interrupts their pillow talk to inform them that the UA team is back. Yard lets Riker know what just happened, and he tells Beata she's ticked and declares the men and their compatriots are sentenced to death.
1: Oh, yikes. That's not the kind of thing you want to hear in your pillow talk, is it? (laughs) Meanwhile, Bev gives some stinky medicine to a trembling Picard, (laughs) poor little thing. Then they notice the same odor Picard had smelled when they got hit by the snowball, and aha, that's how it spreads. Huh? What, through the air like most viruses? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's such terrible writing
1: or through a particular scent but then that's never borne no, out
0: no she's story she just says that since it smells sweet you take a deep breath right and that's how it gets inside of you but it's like
1: but then where did it come from it doesn't matter I it's don't... all
0: stupid it's not a revelation you know it's like of course it got inhaled or right. came through the skin
1: I don't help her it
0: doesn't I it's really bad, but Rachel, I promise you the show gets better. It really does. Oh,
1: yeah. It really does. Yeah. Data updates Riker that there are seven Romulan ships near the outpost now.
0: Ramsey and his crew and Ariel are all captured. Seems Beata had her suspicions about Ariel and then she was followed. Riker asks her to give him another chance to try and convince them to leave with the Enterprise, and she agrees.
1: The thing is, they don't want to leave, and they're willing to become martyrs if they're forced to leave. Riker decides he's going to go against regulations and beam them up against their will. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. Because he
1: knows best.
0: And he's going to make life decisions for these people. That's odd. It's, yeah, it's, again, bad writing. Bad writing. writing. When Riker calls up, Dr. Crusher's now in charge, and she says, don't do that because everybody is sick up here. So he's like, oh, man, what are we going to do? Riker then orders Data, who is now immune to diseases. (laughs) Because naked now, he could seem to get human diseases. Yep. uh, To take command of the Enterprise and get to the neutral zone before it's too late.
1: It makes more sense, though. He's immune. Of course. And it's cool to see him in command. Yeah. Yeah. Trent asks Riker to be his date for the execution. (laughs) They can all come along. Just as they think the Enterprise is leaving them there, Data calls in with great news. He's crunched some numbers and found 47 minutes to spare. Well done, Data.
0: Yes. When everyone's gathered for the execution, Riker makes one last speech to Biada and the council.
2: When you spoke of the prisoners, you used the term "revolutionary." Indeed, death has been known to stop revolutions. But I suspect it's not a revolution that Angel One is hoping to stop. It's evolution. Mister Ramsey and the Odin survivors did not initiate the waves of dissent that are rippling through your planet. Their presence here merely reinforced the change in attitudes between men and women that was already well underway. They became symbols around whom others who shared their views could gather. You may eliminate the symbols, but that does not mean death to the issues which those symbols represent. No power in the universe can hope to stop the force of evolution. Be warned. The execution of Mr. Ramsey and his followers may elevate them to the status of martyrs. Martyrs cannot be silenced.
0: Beata and the council decide to have another meeting about the execution. Good news, Dr. Crusher found a cure. He tells them to get ready to beam everybody out of there if things go south.
1: Hmm. Beata beatifically reveals, presumably that's what her name is, comes from (laughs) ironic she has canceled the execution get jesus christ superstar down off the cross in the hallway (laughs) they'll be exiled instead like Stalin would do it's a remote region tough place but she thinks they can make a life there if they work hard and stay the hell away from the art teacher army (laughs) so the ending is not happy but it's happier a compromise of exile versus death yeah they choose to stay there because it's their home now and they want freedom even if it's within constraints, I guess. Yeah, I guess something. Well, they just all go somewhere else. I don't know. I don't get it. Nice little closing out scene though, where Bev injects the landing party as they return, and Picard sounds like this:
2: "Mr. Data has been briefing me on the away teams' comportment
1: number one. We uh, improvised, sir. Mm.
2: I look forward to your reports. Don't we have a call to pay on the Romulans, Captain?" Indeed we do. Mr. Data, set course for the neutral zone. Warp six. Coordinates set. Warp six on your mark, sir.
0: Okay.
2: Sir? Engage.
1: So, concept. Poor sickly little Picard. Can't he just force off illness, mind control, etc. through sheer bloody mindedness like Kirk did?
0: Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs>
1: They're very different, aren't they? Is it like fairy tales where the mum is always dead because if she wasn't, she'd rock the baddies and protect the kid and the kid wouldn't have anything to do?
0: It could be like that. But I, let me remind you that Kirk got bitten by the Mogatu. Not he, in every episode. <laughs> no, no. No, it's true. But, you know, he, he's not totally willpower strong
1: but Picard's generally incapacitated or ill or something or mad in every episode it's true yeah in Patrick Barry's original story Beata was named Victoria and she imprisoned Riker after he directly addressed her and then touched her hand Yar stunned Riker to prevent him being killed and then took over command of the away team that's from creating the next generation that could have been interesting
0: yeah that sounds like it would make a better
1: sounds better doesn't it well yeah
0: because this should have been an episode for the female characters to shine because yes. the males aren't respected by this culture so oh. it's a total missed opportunity
1: it really is that she-ra planet one was better at least uhura and chapel and everyone got to oh, go in and save oh, them right, yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> animated series yes
1: herbert j wright recalls an early story meeting the hit i want to take on this is apartheid so that the men are being treated as though they're blacks of south africa Whoa. well That didn't last long. Everything that Jean got involved with had to have sex in it. Jean was voicing all the right words again, saying, Oh yes, we've got to make sure that women are represented fairly because, after all, women are probably the superior sex anyway. We don't want to infer that women have to rule by force if they do rule. All of a sudden, something kicks in and he changes. However, we also don't want to infer it would be a better society if women ruled, his <laughs> voice becoming increasingly louder. Roddenberry continued that this was because women were untrustworthy, vicious creatures, Whoa. which he angrily blurted out in a torrent of hateful verbiage. Concluded right, then he looks out the window, looks at the outline, and says, Okay, on page eight. <laughs> And continues like that didn't even happen. That's from the 50-year mission the next 25 years. Wow. wow. I mean, you
0: you kind of knew.
1: <laughs> Gene had a heavy hand in it. Yeah. I thought we were told he, the last one was the last one he was involved in writing. I
0: guess he was involved in this somewhat. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe this was written in a different order and Could produced. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, the guy had lots of problems.
1: <laughs> Visionary people. They
0: can't be perfect, can they? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of stuff that's coming up with all the Black Lives Matter stuff is is these creators that we look at are Mm. flawed individuals. They've got Mm. problems. They're either... Sexist or racist or kind of crappy people.
1: Mm. Sometimes the drive it takes to get something amazing achieved is also associated with being egomaniacal or yeah. troubled or
0: well, like single minded. Yeah, I was reading, there's an article about Isaac Eismov, who I thought was like a great guy. Mm-hmm. He was a womanizer and sexual harasser and Mm. was notorious for it. It was something I didn't know about, but there was all these stories about it. I'm like, geez, everybody's terrible. Like, Uh. (laughs) I mean, not everybody. Obviously, there's some people. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Well, you
1: don't even leave the house, so you're... Oh, right, yeah. never doing all this stuff.
0: (laughs) But I'm never in a position of power where I could... You're not
1: curing cancer or anything either, are you?
0: No, or lording it over anybody. No. So so I think that's what maybe happens with these people. They get egos because Mm -hmm. they are successful and then... But it's
1: never enough. Yeah. Because they need to be validated more by someone new or put someone down or... ah. So the theme again was, look how awesomely equal we are as (laughs) Starfleet. What was it supposed to be? What if women were in charge and men were second class citizens slash emasculated? Was that the thing? Yeah. And then what if immigrants were okay as long as they assimilated or were subservient or accepted that men were second class citizens or something? I
0: guess. I don't know what really was going on with this or what they were trying to communicate.
1: Supposed to be apartheid, wasn't it? And well, I can understand it if that was the intention originally. That's not why it became. No,
0: it seems to be pointing out like, you know, sexism and reversing it. So it's like, see how ridiculous it is that you are calling these people second class citizens because, yeah. you know, like the roles are reversed and it seems obvious that that is preposterous. So it's like, well, guess what? That's what we're doing. That's men, you know, not letting women get equal pay and do all this, you know, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, they I just think that's did not
1: seem to be able to bring that around at all no, did they god no it could have even been interesting if Riker had slept with her because she had power over him and she was kind of like a sleazy yeah powerful person and he was subservient to her and kind of co- coerced into it or something but instead it was very much his choice as well as yeah hers or oh, he's yeah. saying from her point of view there's a huge power differential between men and women yeah but not for him nothing yeah,
0: they set it up and then nothing happens with it yeah you know, like they set up that women are in charge of the society and they even have Troy like, okay, you're in charge of the away mission. Yeah. And immediately she steps back and Riker is in yep. there. And it's just,
1: yeah. it's a mess. Get him out. We had rescue me versus this is my home and I won't leave. Mm-hmm. In a script submitted seven days before shooting, there was only one survivor, Ramsey, and he was a prisoner of Beata. A guard brought him into the evening meal restrained. Yar said, We'll take you home. And he told her, This is my home, even though he was essentially a slave so hmm. being paraded around. Yeah. That could have been more interesting, perhaps. It's,
0: that, it was like Stockholm Syndrome, or he was, he was like a kink guy?
1: Oh, I imagine, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine the former. <laughs> As we've said, we don't get what the virus was. Uh. It was smell born only affected men. Yeah. Presumably, why? I don't know. Did they get it from the holodeck? I Where d- did they get it from? Nope,
0: nope, no, nothing.
1: Are they beaming in viruses now? Don't know. Don't understand. They don't explain. <laughs> in terms of the Prime Directive, Q Song! No. <laughs> this episode depicts the Prime Directive into a doctrine of total non-interference with the affairs of other species or cultures, irrespective of technology level. So these guys may have been warp. Yeah. But it didn't matter. No. They're still not allowed to interfere. Yeah. Although they did, of course, as they usually do. Uh, this is consistent with the magics of Megas 2, apparently. The yeah. memory alpha, I can't remember. But right. This was a Federation planet, so... Different... It's
0: not a Federation planet. Oh, it's not? It's in Federation space or oh. a neutral space. Oh. They made contact with them 61 years ago, and then they just buggered off and right. never came back.
1: That was just Troy being a sock up wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So for concepts, I find it very woolly, and I think, like you said, there are a few things set up that were really just left to fall on the ground. Yeah. So I'm going to go four...
0: Uh, I'm gonna go even lower, three. Oh, yeah. I think that there was potential for some really interesting stuff about gender and masculinity and femininity and mm-hmm. sexism and all these things, and then they just totally pooped the bed.
1: It could have been worse. It could have come across as more misogynistic than it did, or maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. I suppose they could have screwed it up more. They just missed a lot of opportunities. <laughs> they, they missed
0: a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Uh, entertainment.
1: The map paintings of the city were nice. Mm-hmm. The props like the meditation crystal that lights up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cute. The eighties hairstyles let it down. The actress playing Beata could have been more charismatic. Bring back Majel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have her play every new character. <laughs> Geordie was briefly in command, that was nice, but mm-hmm. not long enough. No. Bev was kicking ass and increasingly alone in that, taking responsibility, working really hard and getting the cure in record time. Well done, Bev. Could have done a better job of infection control. Sure. Obviously. Yaz fake laughing at Riker's little outfit and that not being funny was kind of awkward. Yeah. I wasn't bored. No. Six out of ten.
0: Six. Yeah, six. Six out of ten. That sounds right.
1: Yeah. Uh, sexiness. We had kissing in it. Mm-hmm. And I like those felt wrap over tops that the women were wearing. But I'll have to stick with a 2.5.
0: Wow. Even with all the like sexy talk and the nipple and the hairy chest and all that stuff?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was Yeah, That wasn't getting my rating (laughs) going up the charts at all.
0: Well, I'll give it a 4.5 because I found it very attractive. Did you? No, I didn't. (laughs) 2.5. I mean, they were trying to be sexy with it, but it just wasn't working for me.
1: I'd like to know if Riker was sexy at the time. Was he? I presume he was supposed to be.
0: He was supposed to be.
1: There's a lot to get over with 80s hair. Yeah. I presume it was the height of sex at the time. Let us know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't quite buy it. Um, Uh. Stupid experts rating. Bev did a great job, but still no measures in place to effectively stop a spread from person to person. Picard still wouldn't give up command without being forced, Mm -hmm. and he never says, oh, Worf got snowballed too. And and neither does Worf. And he's ill, and he he knows there's a virus, but he stays on the bridge and sneezes on Geordie. He's yeah. basically the last person standing. Riker loses stupid points, as in he was good at some smooth talking at he the was. end. So yeah. to round it all off, I'm giving them three out of five for stupid experts. Uh,
0: high is bad, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, okay.
1: <laughs> so it's like minus points, I guess. So it's minus
0: points. Okay. So I think you're right about everything you said, totally.
1: And maybe the leadership score's not so bad this time as the, it was last time. No, gosh,
0: No, 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 no. This is just, they could have had tighter infection protocols. But that seems like that was systemic with the way that they do
1: things. That's just the culture, isn't it? But then Riker did want to beam those people up against their will just because he thought it was the right thing to do. That's a bit stupid, isn't it? Yeah. And he had sex with her. What was that all about? Well. Diplomatic mission. Yeah, sure. Yes.
0: It's a little bit of tail. That's what he's wanted. Well,
1: yeah. It's a while, <laughs> she was wanted too. Yeah, but. Eh.
0: When it's on, it's on.
1: <laughs> so. When the nipples out. <laughs> the <laughs> what is it? When the nipple's out, the mice will play. <laughs> no, what is that phrase? Oh, uh, yeah, that's like that. that's
0: the phrase. Yeah, yep. you know what? I, you know, I don't think they're that stupid. I'm gonna give it a two out of five.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I've done quite well there, then, haven't I? Yeah,
0: yeah, Bam. Uh, your guesses.
1: The non-existent creepy rating and the stupid experts rating was lower than I thought. It wasn't spread via a gift. Riker did kiss someone and Troy didn't help really. Yeah. So I give myself maybe 40% there. Yeah, good job. Yeah. not i will
0: no, give you so, 60. I oh, think that was 60. <laughs> you're very then, yeah. generous. Oh.
1: Well, everybody, we're going to have a little holiday now. So the last week of July is the fifth Thursday of the mm-hmm. month so we don't release an episode. No. That month's going to take a little break. Have... Some fun, goes to the zoo. Yeah. And all that.
0: The comment show will be up on that day, so you'll have something in your inbox when you...
1: Yeah, patrons well,
0: will. Patrons will. Thank you so much for being patrons and for subscribing. Without you, we would not be doing the show. I can't stress that enough.
1: Oh, yes. Thank you for downloading and listening. And with that, I'm Rachel Lackey. I'm Chris Lackey. And this has been Rachel Watches Dad Trek.
2: Trey tra